you are listening to By the Book. Because if you don't look at the world through the Bible, you will never see it right. This is Alan Griffith, your host for episode 20 of By the Book. We're glad you're listening today. Last time we talked about an incredible event, an event that is prophesied in the scriptures, an event that Paul basically justified belief in by saying to the people at the church of Thessalonica that if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and then he went on and talked about this event. It's kind of like, well, if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, then you should certainly believe in this event that I'm going to talk about. That's the way Paul put it. And so the Bible prophesies this amazing event. It is an event when Jesus Christ is going to leave heaven. That's where he is now. He is going to descend, and in the air, people are going to gather with him to meet him. Now, we're going to talk more about it. The event is called the rapture. We pointed out last time that you do not find the English word rapture in our Bible. The reason is that rapture comes from a Latin term, rapio, which is found in the Latin Vulgate, but the Bible was not originally written in Latin, and so the Vulgate has, in that sense, been set aside. But the New Testament was written in Greek, and so we would expect to find the Greek word in our Bible, or translation of the Greek word in our Bible, which we do. The Greek word is harpazo. It is translated in our Bible, caught up. Now, if we did translate that Latin term, rapio, directly into English, uh, we could get rapture, but we could get and should get that idea of caught up. To be raptured is to be caught up. So here's the event, again, that's prophesied in Scripture. It's an event that is going to take place. We don't know when it's going to take place. There are some people who just write it off as some kind of a spiritual event. We certainly wouldn't do that with the Scriptures because the Scriptures presents it as a a physical event, a real event that's going to take place. Jesus Christ is going to descend from heaven, and then a group of the people who are dead and buried, a group the Bible calls in 1 Thessalonians 4, the dead in Christ, that group of people are going to be raised from the dead. They're going to come out of the grave with a new body. Now, where are those people now? Well, their body is in the grave, but those people who are true Christians are in heaven with the Lord, but they're there in the person of their soul and spirit, their spiritual being. Their body is in the grave. Well, this event says that when Jesus Christ descends from heaven, these people, dead, what the Bible calls the dead in Christ, are going to rise from the dead. 
the person coming with Jesus from heaven is going to meet up with, as it were, and get a new resurrected body. Now, just that in itself is uh, an incredible thing to think about. But then the event is further described in this way, that the believers, and right now I'm one of them, I hope you are too, the believers who are living at the time of that event will miraculously and be supernaturally caught up. That's from that term rapture. They're going to be caught up. They're going to be taken up into the air and they are going to meet the Lord Jesus and gather together with all of those people who have been dead and now have new bodies. We're going to gather together. We're going to meet the Lord Jesus. We're going to meet those who've gone on before us, and then we're going to go back to heaven forever. We will be with the Lord. Now, someday the Lord Jesus is actually going to return to the earth, and in our discussion, uh, we're going to talk about that. But right now, we're talking about this event, to be caught up. Now, what I want to do for a moment or two is to turn to a couple of other places in Scripture where this term caught up is used, again, from the Greek harpazo. But I just want you to see it. And again, if you have Uh, a Bible you can turn. If not, you can just listen. But I remind you of the book of Acts, chapter 8. There was a man from Ethiopia riding in a chariot, heading home, leaving Jerusalem on his way back home to Ethiopia. And Philip, the servant of the Lord, runs and, and meets this man from Ethiopia. The man is reading the scriptures He's reading from Isaiah 53 about the Lord Jesus Christ and his death for us, all in prophecy. Philip asks him if he understands what he's reading. The man says, no, he really doesn't. Peter goes on and tells him about the Lord Jesus Christ. Then the man says, what hinders me from getting baptized? Philip must have given him the the whole message. And so the man gets out of his chariot He allows Philip to baptize him, and then it says this, verse 39 of Acts chapter 8, and when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord, here's our term, caught away Philip, that the eunuch, the Ethiopian, saw him no more, and he, the Ethiopian, went on his way rejoicing but Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. So there is Philip. He's preaching, he's teaching, he baptizes this man, and all of a sudden, he is raptured, if you will. He's caught up, he's taken away by the Spirit of God, and he ends up in the community of Azotus. There is a catching up. Now, it's not the rapture that we're talking about back in 1 Thessalonians 4, but I want you to see that term and that idea in Scripture. Let me show it to you somewhere else. In 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul gives an amazing testimony. It's really about himself, 
But let me read to you 2 Thessalonians chapter 12. Here's what he says. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell, or whether out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth. So this amazing experience that Paul is relating, again, his own experience, was such that he would say, I don't even know if if I was in the body or out of the body. I don't know. But then he said this, end of verse 2, such and one caught up. There's our term. Raptured, caught up, taken up. Caught up to the third heaven. Wow. The third heaven is the very abode of God. And here is this testimony of Paul saying, I was caught up to the third heaven. I was raptured up. We find it another place in Revelation chapter 12. This is a message about the Lord Jesus Christ. And I won't go into all of it, but it's a a testimony about when the Lord Jesus was born to uh, Mary and really came to the nation of Israel. And verse 5 of chapter 12 says this, And she, and the she there is not Mary, the she is Israel, she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations, with a rod of iron. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, and someday that's going to happen. And then it says this, and her child was caught up, raptured up, caught up unto God and to his throne. What's that talking about? Well, you see, that's the ascension of the Lord Jesus. He died. He arose from the dead. He ministered to his disciples for 40 days. Then he took them out to the Mount of Olives, just a a little way outside of Jerusalem. And all of a sudden, they saw him, the disciples saw him being taken up, being caught up to heaven. He was raptured. Now, again, these experiences that we looked at, uh, Philip and Paul, and then the Lord Jesus himself, All of these experiences make reference to this amazing term, this amazing concept of somebody being literally caught up, taken up. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 4, and this is where we spent our time in the last episode. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 4 that the day is coming. And if you and I are still alive to that day, it's going to happen to us. The day is coming, verse 17 of 1 Thessalonians 4, says this, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Just like Philip was caught up and ended up being put down by the Spirit of God in the community of Azotus. Paul caught up into the third heaven. The Lord Jesus caught up, raptured up into heaven to the throne of God. 
And then here's this promise. This event is coming. Dead shall rise. Dead believers, the dead in Christ, will rise from the dead. They will actually, in soul and spirit, come with the Lord Jesus, and then their body that had been buried will rise up, and there'll be a whole person again. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, taken up, raptured up to meet them and to meet the Lord in the air. I want to tell you something. That's that's an amazing event to contemplate. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Paul wrote and called this event the blessed hope. He told us that we should be looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, there's not enough people who are looking for it. There's a lot of people who don't even believe in it, but you should believe in it. You should believe it. You should be looking for it. Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, and he said this, for our conversation, old English words suggest our our citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven. Listen, if you're a true believer, this world, this earth is not home for you, and it's not home for me. Our citizenship is in heaven. Heaven is home. Then he said this, from whence, from heaven, just as we saw in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, from whence, from heaven also, we look for the Savior. I hope you're doing that. I hope you're looking for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 21, Paul goes on and says this, who, the Savior, shall change our vile body. That term vile means uh, our, our body of humiliation. You know, you know, the longer you go in life, uh, the more you realize uh, how humiliating it is to live in these bodies subject to age and deterioration and sickness and ultimately death. But Paul said, when the Lord Jesus comes back from heaven at this event called the rapture, he will change our vile body. So when we are taken up to meet the Lord in the air, there is going to be at that same time a change in our body. And he says it will be changed that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. Now, you know, the Lord Jesus went into the tomb, and on the third day he arose, and it was the same body. The same body that went into the tomb came forth from the tomb, but it was changed. It was glorified. It was a physical body, the Bible says. It was a physical body, but it was not dependent on blood. The Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. It was a body not dependent on blood, but dependent on the power of spirit. But it was a physical body. So the Lord Jesus came out of the tomb with a physical but glorified body. So this event, this rapture, is going to take place. And it says that when the Lord Jesus comes from heaven, he's going to change this 
vile body of ours, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. We're going to have a new body, and it's going to be just like his glorified body. And then he says he's going to do that according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. You see, the Lord Jesus is Lord of all. He's the Lord of lords. He's the King of kings. And he's got all the power and authority he needs to do whatever he wants to do. And one of the things he's going to do is when he comes back, we who are alive and remain unto that day are going to be caught up. We're going to meet him in the air. And in the split second that it takes us to get up there and meet him, our body is going to change, no longer subject to injury or death or pain or dying. Our body is going to change. It's going to be a glorified body. It's going to be like his body. And then we're going to meet those people of this age, people who were believers but have died. I know people like that. You know people like that. They're going to come back with the Lord and get a new body, a resurrected body. You and I are going to get our glorified body, and together we're going to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we said last time, it'll be the first time that the whole church, the entire spiritual body of Christ, meets together. It'll be the first time. Oh, I want to tell you, I. I look forward to that day. I wish that day would come today. We should look forward to seeing the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us. He arose from the dead to prove that he paid for our sins. He conquered death to prove that uh, he'll conquer death for us. And he's coming back. And you and I have never seen him, but someday we will. And then we have loved ones who've gone on before, and where I could spend a lot of time talking about those loved ones who've gone on before. But you know what? We have hope. We have that blessed hope. We're going to see the Lord, and we're going to see them again. And I can hardly wait. The rapture. What an event it's going to be. Now, I hope you believe in that rapture. I hope you're looking for Christ to come back. Now, as we go on in this little series, we'll come back and and talk about some of these specifics again. But I want us to consider prophetically, if I can put it that way, how we get to this event called the rapture. What is it really? What's it all about? Why is it going to occur? When? is it going to occur? And by that, I don't mean the day and the hour, because there have been people who've tried to figure that out. Nobody's going to figure that out. We don't know the day and the hour. It could happen at at any moment. But where in the prophetic plan of God, where in God's plan of working with the nations, working with the nation of Israel, uh, building the church, and so on, where does the rapture fit in? How do we understand that? Well, we're going to pick up with that next time. I hope you'll be with us. Lord bless you.